What is up, everybody? You're tuning in to the Riddle Me That podcast with your host, Alex Riddle. On today's episode, we're going to talk about how the coronavirus still plays a heavy presence for when sports will be able to come back. Uh, I think some people forget to realize that that's still a huge issue. And we're also going to dive into how the MLB really hasn't changed uh, since we last talked about it on last week's podcast and the five podcasts before. So it's going to be a great show. Sit down, grab a beer, and let's dive in. So last weekend on Friday, I believe there were multiple major league teams such as the Toronto Blue Jays who had players that tested for the coronavirus, uh, which made them shut down their training facilities. Ultimately, MLB decided to shut down every training facility after that, which is obviously what they had to do because they couldn't have, like, all of a sudden 15 teams testing positive for the virus. But it's just, I feel like, especially in today's society, people are forgetting that The coronavirus is still a reality. Even I, sometimes, now that I've started work again, uh, I've currently decided to move to Chicago. Me and my buddy Kyle Coffin just found a place. It's hard to remember what type of world we're living in. I think we're all guilty of it at this point. We all want it so badly to go back to the way it was. But it's we're just so far away from that. And I feel like sports actually is a good representation on how we're just not there yet. With I mean, we're not able to have fans enjoy entertainment at a live stadium or venue. Um, NBA also expressed concerns with their season coming back, which they already agreed to have a season in late July, but with all the current outbreaks going on in Florida, obviously players and coaches in the league itself is expressing concern. It's going to be interesting in the next couple weeks to see what the NBA does. You're always going to have people on both sides. You know, the people that are just going to want to go guns blazing, start the season. There's no choice, but there's also people that side with the, air of caution. I don't know what they're going to do, honestly. You know, I really hope for, you know, I think we're all hoping for an NBA season at this point. It sounds like a really cool thing that they're doing with the expanded teams, the 22 teams, getting to play in Orlando at the Disney complex. But it's, I mean, if it, it would really suck if we started the season and all of a sudden, like, you know, players are just going down left and right with the coronavirus. It just would be kind of sad to see. I mean, some teams I feel like would look really depleted and just, you know, yeah, we want to have the season, but, you know, it's just going to be, I feel like in a lot of people's minds, just a wash with whoever wins because, you know, one of on the Lakers, all of a sudden LeBron James or, or Anthony Davis has coronavirus or Kawhi Leonard gets on the Clippers, you know, any star player. And it's like, well, it just kind of sucks. It's like, yeah, well, that team, you know, will probably – have the one of the best chances to win it all. But obviously, when they don't have their best player, all, all bets are off, which, you know, every team has that risk. It's not just those big names. But, you know, at, at the end of the day, it's like, well, is whoever won really 
you know, are they really the champion? I don't know. There's a lot to think about. I mean, I just want to see basketball, so I don't really care. I'm not using that as an excuse uh, for anything, but it's definitely going to be a factor, you know, if that comes back. Um, but time will tell. I mean, it's crazy. You know, the the English Premier League just started last week with, you know, teams like Liverpool, Manchester City, Manchester United getting to play again. And, it, I mean, they have no fans. And, honestly, I've never been into soccer. And, obviously, if you guys have listened to my podcast, I've become a big advocate for it. it it's been fun to watch. You know, soccer with fans, obviously, is a completely different experience with soccer with no fans. But the players are into it. There hasn't been too many, if all, if if any, you know, occurrences with the coronavirus in any of those games, you know, along with the German league going on. Then again, they are playing in different countries, not in the United States where it's just, you know, a, a madhouse. But sports are definitely on the rise. I just, you know, it's people, you know, it's been three months and it's been the longest anybody has gone without sports. And I feel like, you know, we just won them back so bad. But, you know, I think we have to be willing to know that it might still be a while before our major sports come back. I mean, even with the NFL, I'm I'm already mocking for my fantasy NFL draft next year. A lot of my leagues that I'm in, we've already kind of have decided the order just because we all want something just to look forward to. It's really going to suck if once the NFL season comes around, there's no NFL season. Um, that would just hurt. And I think people aren't even trying to think about that, but that's a very you know, good possibility that that could happen. So it's going to be very interesting I think around the oh, along with college football as well. Before I get into anything else, that's also it's going to be a fifty-fifty shot. I feel like at this point, I the the players want an equal say into what the decision is, but I you know the players don't really have a say. It's ultimately up to the you know the people in charge of the league, you know the business side. So it's going to be interesting around August September range. Who's playing? Who's not? What you know? What sports have the virus affecting who most? It's gonna be crazy, and you know, going back to the NFL, it's also gonna play a factor if you're playing fantasy sports or you're betting on sports. If all of a sudden the night before you make a big bet, and the best player in that team goes down with the coronavirus, so I think you know, I, I think going into a fantasy football season, we're gonna have to you know cut the players some slack. You know, you can't be too mad. We can't be mad at all if the player gets coronavirus. I mean, that's messed up if you're really that upset that, you know, this this player is going to, you know, has a life-threatening disease and you're mad because he's not producing your fantasy results. It sounds messed up, you know, to say, but obviously it's going to be a factor. So for all you betters, fantasy players out there, it's going to be interesting in a few months. You're going to have to stay patient because... There's going to be a lot of twists and turns, and you're going to be along for the ride if you want to be in that field. MLB uh, recently came out today, well, the players, I should say, and yet again rejected another offer by the MLB. Um, the MLB offered a 60-game plan um, where they'd have, I believe, an extended playoffs of, I mean, so it's just going back and forth at this point. Last week, the 
coach or the, the coaches, the owners came out with a, a plan that the players rejected. Now the players have this week come out with a or I should say the players came out with a plan last week that the owners rejected, and this week the owners came out with one that the players rejected. I mean, it's just back and forth. And at this point, I mean, I keep saying this, how the next two weeks are going to determine. I don't even know anymore. Frankly, I don't even care. I just want to see a season. But obviously, if it's going to be too difficult for that to happen, at, at this point, I mean, 60 games, that's two months of ball. I mean, at the same, I was just talking about, you know, how the NBA season would be. You know, if 10 years on the line, you're like, oh, well, will that season even count? Well, 60 games are MLB. I mean, you saw it in last year's Nationals team. They were 19 and 31. By those metrics, they wouldn't even be close to the playoffs. They end up winning the whole thing. That's why they have 162 games. I mean, it's baseball is an extremely tough sport. 60 games, you know, you know how good your team is. Honestly, by three months into the season, that's when you know when if your team's going to be suitable for the playoffs. Two months, any you know, anything can happen. I mean, that literally opens the door for any team to make a playoff run, which I would actually be, I mean, I'm not saying I don't want baseball. I want it just as much as everybody else, but I'm also recognizing the fact that, well, yeah, this season is, you know, kind of a, a fraud season because you're going to have some bogus teams making it farther than they should. Not saying that that won't be entertaining. It's just, you know, it, it, it'd be different, obviously. And I think, you know, everyone, a big part of a team winning a championship is you want down the line to be like, yes, I was along for that ride. I, that team deserved it. There's no questions about it. And there would definitely be a question mark by whoever won the World Series this year, which would suck as a fan because you don't want to have to uh, defend it. I mean, at the same time, who cares? Your team wins. Everyone's playing under the same rules. Fuck it. You have every right to have that victory season. But at the same time, you're always going to have those questions, and it sucks to have those questions. I was listening to the Part of My Take podcast, my rival podcast. No, I'm just kidding. I, I would aspire to be uh, a part of that podcast one day. But anywho, they were... They had Dallas Braden, who threw a perfect game and a no-hitter on that Oakland Athletics, join their show the other week, and they were talking about steroids. And because they were talking about the Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire documentary that aired the other weekend, and they asked Dallas Braden about steroids and what he thought about it. And he, he said it was a business, a business decision. If you could handle the scrutiny of taking steroids from your friends, families, teammates, prior coaches, that checks the box. If you, what was the other one? Oh, yeah. It was if you can handle the suspension of probably half a season or more and that doesn't bother you, that checks the box. And so ultimately, he's like, yeah, if you're able to check those boxes, you're good to go. I mean, you should, I mean it, it's your choice. But at the same time, he was like, hell no, I would never do that because he's like, part of my success today was my perfect game, was my no-hitter. If I threw those and got caught for steroids, both those records that I achieved would be, it means so much less because there'd always be that question mark. It'd be like, well, would he have gotten it if he 
wasn't juicing or, you know, wow, I, if I had an old coach, he probably would think I was a piece of shit. Uh, so, I mean, he's just like, no, it's not worth it. Yeah, it adds five miles an hour to your fastball. But at the end of the day, it's, you know, it's, you know, it looks bad. But all this, all, all of what I'm saying here is, you know, things that are put in precarious situations like the COVID-19 seasons that might happen or steroids, nobody wants them. But at, at the end of the day, sports is sports. We, we all love them because we love our teams. They're entertaining. So at the end of the day, only one team could win. It's not the end of the world if that comes in the COVID-19 season. But obviously, we all want to win fair and square. My Riddle's Rant of the Week goes to the Novak Djokovic charity tournament taking place the other weekend. Two players were tested positive for the coronavirus that competed in this event. Djokovic is now going to be tested for the coronavirus as well, uh, as it was his event, and he just wants to be cautious. Now... I do really like the idea that Djokovic was presenting, you know, in in, in a time where sports are, are already so bleak and everyone's dying to get back to it, as I was saying previously on the podcast. I, I see where his head's at, and, you know, sports are becoming more open uh, with the soccer coming back, UFC, but this charity match had fans there. You know, it didn't follow the same guidelines that other sports are following. And I mean, I just think it was kind of insensitive. It like, yeah, his head was in the right place, but I mean, he knew the risk. He knew the risk that he was taking. And I mean, that's just putting that that's just setting back things further. Now they have this match like, well, if this charity match, you know, if we can't get through this without multiple people getting the virus, then how are we ever going to bring back the sport with fans again? And tennis definitely is one of the more safer sports that can come back. I started my tennis job up again last week. Yeah, we're not letting the kids touch the balls. The students are wearing masks, as are we. But, I mean, for the most part, you're not a I mean, you're not at all in any contact with your opponent. There's definitely ways, you know, where you can just completely avoid your opponent altogether as you're on opposite sides of the court. Yeah, the balls could be an issue, but I just feel like it's pretty safe. I mean, and just from working there for the last week, everyone seems pretty comfortable. Yeah, it's kind of weird seeing people wear masks, but I mean, that's just the norm these days. I just, I hope that going forward as i said before people recognize that we are living in a pandemic still things yes have changed but not in the sense that we can just forget about what's going on i think that this shows that nobody is above the law djokovic being not saying he's trying to start anything but you know 
it, it doesn't matter what your status is as a human being. Anyone can get the coronavirus. It doesn't matter who you are. Everyone has the same risk. So just going forward, if you're going to have an event like this, what Djokovic is having, why have fans there? Why amp the risk? I mean, yeah, it was two players that got the virus, not the fans. But who knows? Maybe they got it from being in too close of a contact with a fan. I'm not sure. It's sad to see, but good times are waiting. You have to believe that. And I'm not discrediting Djokovic, but at the same time, be a little smarter, man. You're, you're, you're representing the world in a big way. Do better. My G4 Spotlight of the Week goes to... My man, Ken Griffey Jr. I mean, he's not really my man. I'm sure everyone would love to say that, but I just admire the guy. You know, great lefty swing, hits dingers. But he recently said that he would never play for the New York Yankees. And, I mean, that just brings joy to me as seeing someone as good as Ken Griffey say that he would never play for a franchise like that. The Yankees just buy their way to success yeah, there's a lot of Yankees players that I like, but as an organization, you got to root against the Yankees, and it just feels so good just to see someone with that status that he's like, hell no, I'm not playing for the Yankees. I mean, that's cool. I mean, he'd rather be, I mean, he lived most of his career in Cincinnati playing for the Reds and the Seattle Mariners. He was never winning, you know, huge titles, but, you know, he produced what he could for that team, and he would take his pride over winning a championship. For the bet of the week this week, we're going to take it back to the English Premier League. Last week on my podcast, I said that Man City and Arsenal would combine for less than three and a half goals. It was three goals exactly. So if you bet on that, congratulations. I'm glad it could help. So we're going to keep it rolling with the Premier League. Uh, I'm going to take it to tomorrow's match, which features Tottenham against West Ham. Sorry if I'm mispronouncing uh, Tottenham uh, for my soccer fans out there. I'm I'm learning here. I'm trying to get uh, the correct pronunciations right, but it's trial and error. The over-under is three goals. I'm going to take the over here. It's plus 119. Both. Uh, I believe Tottenham came off a 1-1 draw with Manchester United. West Ham likes to let up some goals. I'm feeling a high-scoring game here. I'm f- I'm feeling a 4-2 victory uh, by Tottenham. Maybe even a 2-2 draw uh, if we're going to the lower side. But I'm thinking over three goals here. So Tottenham versus West Ham over three goals. Lock it in. That's all the time we have today on the Riddle Me That podcast. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. I hope everybody's living their best life out there right now. I know times are tough, but stay positive. We're going to get through this together. And one day again, we will be united again. I hope everybody has a good night. I'll see you next week. Riddle out.